Welcome to You're the Boss, a mantra for anyone who's ever had to face their own fears, struggles, and even failures. Join host Larry Roberts for a deep dive into overcoming limiting beliefs and identifying where our pasts can shape us rather than define us to build a lifestyle and business filled with passion and purposeful leadership. Now your host, Larry Roberts. For more than 21 years, Bert Oliva has been helping thousands of people transform self-limiting beliefs into self-fulfilling breakthroughs to achieve their dreams. No one can captivate audiences like Bert with his compelling stories and experiences. This is a man who can motivate anyone to triumph over fear, self-doubt, or phobias and touch their hearts at the same time. Bert, welcome to the show, man. Thank you, Larry. You know what's missing? Tell me now. The celebration, man. The celebration. The cele- Do you have a celebration on cue by any chance? There it is right there. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. And every time that we get together, there's always a celebration. And it, That's right, it, 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 it helps change that state. It gets you set up. It gets you prepared for either a conversation or an interaction or an, a learning moment, whatever it may be. That celebration is always a key component to everything that you do. Yes, sir. But then, by the way, I love your intro. The, uh, the intro for your show? Yeah, not, yeah. Not the intro, but you speaking about me. No, that's not no, what I was talking about. No, I love that, too. <laughs> <laughs> the intro for your show is phenomenal, man. I thought it was great. Thanks, brother. I appreciate that. I like to play it at the beginning of the episode, even for the guests, because I think it sets the, it, it sets the stage. It gets your it mindset right, and it really tells you, hey, why am I on this show? Because, you know, believe it or not, sometimes a guest might show up. Not you, of course might show up a little unprepared. And that message that she delivers for us is right on point. It gets you going. It gets you focused and helps you to live. Yeah, it puts you in the right state. Yeah. It puts you in the state of, I want to just be empowered. I want to go ahead and give them as much as I can. This is awesome. I'm here with Larry Roberts, and we're going to take over the world. That's the goal, <laughs> man. That is the goal. I mean, why else do it? If we're not going to take over the world, why do it at all? I mean, that's kind of what I'm looking at. Yes, sir. So, Cuban-born, American-made. Tell us more about that, man. Give us a little history of Bert. Well, came to the United States when I was 11 months old with my mother. My mother left Cuba because my father was communist and she was fleeing the Cuban regime and all that other stuff. So she brought me to the United States. And when I got here, never had a grandparent, no brother, no sister. My mom was my world. And, you know, she brought me here because she always said that, you know, this is the, the land of opportunity and you'll be able to live the American dream. And I remember that growing up, she always told me, son, anything you want to do in this life is possible. She would tell me, mijo, lo que tú quieras es posible. Everything you want is possible. And I remember growing up, she would clean floors, right? We would go to these beautiful houses. And I remember walking to these big mansions and, and I'll be, and I'll look up and I'll be like, mom, mom, one day I, I want a house just like this. And she would say, mijo, son, lo que tú quieras, whatever you want. I say, mom, mom, I, I want to help people one day, I, you know, and she goes, mijo, you know, whatever you want, lo que tu quiera. And the, the funny thing is, I believed it. And, you know, and, and that's one of the things I tell people all the time, you know, you have to believe it. Once you believe it, you will achieve it. You know how they say, you must, I must see it to believe it. No, you have to believe it and you shall see it. And basically that's what I did. And, and I'm living the American dream. You know, I have three children. I'm Latin. 
but their name is not Maria Juan and Pablo. <laughs> <laughs> it's the American mindset. So they're Miles, Sabrina, and Dylan. And I've been married for over 30 years now, you know, and wow. and then I love what we do. And then this country has been able to give me the best quality of life that anyone can ask for. And I've traveled the world. And at the end of the day, I miss home every time, you know, I leave. And I tell people I'm Cuban born because I'm proud to be Cuban, but I'm American made because I was able to, you know, create the lifestyle that I have in this beautiful country. That's amazing. And, you know, something that I, uh, there's a comedian by the name of Joey Diaz. And Joey has an outlook and he's an immigrant as well to the United States. Been very successful as a comedian and, and a podcast host for that matter. And he coined the term, especially when talking about fighters, they've got that because he's a huge UFC fan. I'm a huge UFC fan, got the fight background, all that fun stuff. Uh, but he coined the term immigrant mentality mm. because they, uh, immigrants tend to have that mentality of coming in here and making the absolute best of the opportunity where maybe some of us Native Americans, uh, well, that's kind of the wrong term, isn't it? Native American that point, paints a different picture. Those of us that were born here in the States, tend to t take it for granted. Do you, do, you, do you see some value in that? Or do you, do you see some yeah, accuracy I, I in that statement? part of it. I don't agree with 100% of it. I believe because especially now that, you know, my children are millennials, you know, for the most part, at least two of them are. And it's just a mindset, man. People just take for granted what they have. And a lot of times, like people that have curly hair, they want straight hair. Yeah. People that yeah. are overweight, they want to lose weight. Then they lose weight and they're like, I'm too skinny. You know, no one is happy with what they have. And, and I believe that, yes, you know, most of the time the immigrants are the ones that push a little harder because they come from a different world. And then, and that's, and but remember I came when I was 11 months old, yeah. so I don't know anything. This is all I know. So what's my excuse? Oh, because I saw my mom cleaning floors. Well, it doesn't mean anything. The only difference between that and, and someone who has a cleaning business is that they had more of an entrepreneur mindset. So yeah, I like what he's saying, but at the end of the day, it's also, believing that there's more out there you no matter even if you were born with a silver spoon what else can you do what can you do to level up in your life there's always something better the whole thing is you know i truly believe that everyone comes to this world or this life to leave a legacy leave something behind but most people are so busy allowing things to happen in their lives that they're not really leaving anything behind. And then by the time they get to a certain age they're living with regrets i should have would have could have sure no man this is the moment for you to do things that you've always wanted to do. It's possible. So at the end of the day, whether you're an immigrant or not, and sometimes you're taking things for granted, maybe it's not only things, it's people in your life. Take a step back and realize, you know what? Everything can be better. I can grow. I can expand. I don't have to be an immigrant. I don't have to be American born. I don't have to be a native. I don't have to be anything. I just need to want it bad enough for me to go out and make it happen. I often wonder what makes what what sets that mentality though, and I think a lot of people struggle with that. You know, there's a whole a whole slew of of entrepreneurs out there that want to be entrepreneurs, that strive to be entrepreneurs, but tend to fall short no matter how many times they try. And it seems like it comes down to to the mentality. When I think about that. What you were talking about there, and I'm sorry to cut you off, but no, 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 no worries. I truly believe that a lot of people that are entrepreneurs, yeah, are going the wrong reason okay yeah they're, they're going to they, they, they have an idea they want to open up a business they want to do an entrepreneurship mindset or whatever then they'll start it up and then they'll be like oh but my ego feels better over here and my ego feels better over there so they're going after it for the ego you know either you feed your ego or you feed your pocket and most people like to feed their ego 
Then then time goes by where there's one year, five years, seven years. And they're like, man, you know, this business hasn't expanded. No, because you're a wantrepreneur. Entrepreneurs figure out what it is they need to do. Whether you have a Fortune 50 company, 500 company, or just your one-man shop, you still have to run it as a business. Most people don't do that. They want it to be easy. If it was easy, everyone would be doing it. Sure. You have to work your butt off, man. You want to succeed, you got to put your heart and soul into it. You wanted that relationship with that beautiful wife you had, you have to put in time into the relationship. You want to have anything in life, even the setup you have, this beautiful setup, that beautiful microphone, there's time and hours that you've had to set up and, and learn and educate yourself to make it look this good. It doesn't happen overnight. You know, it happens over time yeah. and people don't yeah. want to put in the time. How did you have that realization though? I mean, you've gone on to be a globally recognized speaker. You've got a, a, a huge company. You're very successful. Uh, I mean, you're, you're sexy as all get out. You're a good looking dude. How, how did you make all that happen? The sexy came natural. <laughs> the sexiness came natural, man. I used to be called sexy beast. No, I saw some of your younger pictures. I was like, all right, this guy started off modeling. I know, I know. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, at the end of the day, man, it's just, I always wanted more, right? And being, be, be, growing up with my mother and never hanging a father or anything. And then I was, you know, able to be a father. I wanted to get my children better, better things. I, I wanted to grow into a different, you know, lifestyle. I wanted to, I would watch these television shows and everything. I'd be like, you know, why can't I have, why, why can't I not have these things? Right. You know, uh, especially growing up right now, you have Latinos on television, movie stars. Uh, but when I was growing up, it was mostly Anglo whites and black Americans and not many black Americans. Everything was really Anglo white shows. Right. Sure. And I never saw, saw that person that looked like me or spoke like me. So I said, why don't I become that person? Right. Especially in my industry. And then I just went out and, and, and decided that, and then my children are the same way now. You know, they've learned by the actions I've taken. I truly believe that you teach more with people or two people by the actions one takes, not preaching to the world, preach to the world and your, and your voice will be louder by the actions you take. And my children have seen us struggling, have seen us, you know, you know, losing a business, you know, gaining another business, expanding, you know, having a, a bunch of employees and having to get rid of 50% of our employees. They've seen all those struggles, but they've seen how we've come out of them. So now that they're running their own businesses, they're pretty successful because they, they saw that we never gave up. Yeah. And that's, that's what it is. People give up way too soon. And the reason, and, 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 but there's a, there's a, there's a thin line there of giving up way too soon or making sure you do your checks and balances on what it is you're doing. Cause sometimes you're doing something and you don't want to give up cause you don't want to be a quitter, but you're not doing the right thing. So educating yourself is extremely important. So taking it back then in time a little bit to where you were first starting out, as we mentioned, you're a, you're a global speaker. Take us back to when you were just starting, because I know so many listeners are in the early stages of their business development or in the early stages of their chosen career path. And it's, it's hard to see the path to, to, to hitting what we might call greatness. Or, or getting into in front of a bigger audience. You know, it's almost like the, the, we see overnight successes. But as we all know, the cliche says, the overnight success is definitely not an overnight success. It never is. So take us back and talk to me about how you, you first got started. What were some of the biggest struggles in getting to where you're at today, especially as a beginner? 
Well, when I first, first, first got started, it was way back in 1968. <laughs> <laughs> I'd go walking to school up here both ways. It was so hard. It was, it was yeah. a while back. Yeah. But I remember I used to work for a company called Xerox Corporation. Oh, yeah. And they had the best sales training in the world. And I got turned on to like Les Brown, Jim Rome, Zig Ziglar. And I was like, ooh, I love this stuff, man. They, they, you know, they had a training center up in Leesburg, Virginia. When we used to go up there and they would have you, depending on the course you were taking, right, for the company that time, they would tell you, okay, it was a week's course. So you would sign in and you weren't allowed to leave the campus. They had everything. They had the, uh, the clubs, they had the restaurants, everything in one place, and then they had a section for the dorms. And then the next, the next morning you had to wake up and you had to go to the, the classrooms. Whether it was raining or snowing, it had tunnels. And then you would actually go through the tunnel so you don't get wet or you don't have to freeze your butt off. And when you get there, if you show up late, the doors will be locked. So you would miss that session. And when I was there, that's when I got turned on to all these speakers. And I'm like, man, you know, one day I'm going to be able to do this. This is what I want to do. And I started, you know, going out there and, and saying, okay, how do I do this? The first thing is I went out and I applied for everything. I went to every single event. And it wasn't like today that you're able to go to YouTube and click and let me see what Jim Rome sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> let me see what Zig Ziglar talks about. No, you had to actually pay for your ticket. You had to go out there. You go to these events. Some events were really small. Then later on came the larger events with 25,000 people. And I remember just paying my way to the VIP package, being able to, to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with Zig Ziglar and ask him certain questions, being able to have, be in a room of only 300 high-end executives and spend time with Jim Rome. Being able, you know, so I learned these things, being able to uh, not only learn from them, but eventually become their friend, you know, like, like Les Brown, he's a personal friend of mine. And, and then I said, there's, there's a market out there for a Latino speaker and I'm going to be that guy. Yeah. So what did yeah. I do? I started my first event. How many people showed up? I mean, we did a bunch of advertising. We, we spent a ton of money, bought the equipment, went out there. Five people showed up. Wow. <laughs> I thought wow. 500 were going to show up. The five people showed up. But guess what? I delivered like it was 500. Yeah. And then I kept yeah. doing it. And then making sure I signed up for every opportunity that I had to be able to be in front of an audience. And I got better and better. And I and just, you know, started crafting, you know, like they talk about sharpening your axe. That's what I started doing is sharpening my ass. Learn. You know, and whenever I had a time, just learn and apply. Learn and apply. People just, a lot of people take a lot of programs, they educate themselves, but they don't apply. You have to apply yourself so you can see if it works for you and see what the outcome is. And that's what I started doing. And then we did it, you know, that way. And then eventually I started getting picked up, being able to I do it in two languages, English and Spanish. And it just, that's it, the ripple effect. But you have to put in the time. People don't want to put in the time. People want things overnight. It takes time to be great. It's okay. You can be good pretty quick especially with today's information, but to be great and leave something behind, something really important, like a legacy, you have to work your butt off, you know, and people like they, they're being sold by all these influencers that, no, it's easy. You can do it in three months. You can't do it in three months. You got to put in the time. Yeah. And, and I love the fact that you say that you went out there, you did it, you got in front of, you know, five people even, but yet you still performed as if you were in front of 5,000. And uh, so many people fail to see that aspect of the growth and the evolution of the process. And, and that's where they lose the, the connection between starting off and being that overnight success, because that's the hard part. 
You know, I, I did a presentation just a couple of weeks ago at, for Podcast Movement, one of the biggest podcasting organizations out there on how to be a good podcast host. And I, I, I invested in perfecting my mic skills and my talking skills. I mean, I used to be a member of Toastmasters. I went to a speaker's boot camp. Oh, that's where I met you, actually. Yeah, so I go to things like speaker boot camps. I took stand-up comedy lessons. I took voiceover lessons. I invested all this time, all this energy, and then attempt to My question is, did you just invest or did you apply it? Well, and that's what I just said. Yeah, now I'm going through and I'm applying those techniques and I'm applying some of the things that I learned. I mean, even from the speaker's boot camp, and we were talking about this before we hit the record button, even after the boot camp, I still joined your power partners or your mastermind group. And you know, these days, mastermind groups are all over the place and they're pretty easy to find. So I'm a little leery about mastermind groups, but the way that you presented yourself at the speaker's boot camp and the way that your team presented themselves, I saw something there that you don't see all the time. And it's not something, and I'm not saying this because you're a guest on my podcast. I'm saying this because you don't see that everywhere. And that's not something that happens overnight. I guarantee you, you've had events that you've gone to and your team fell apart or they had issues that they had a very difficult time overcoming. But through that growth, through that pain, through that evolutionary process, you're now in a position to where everything appears streamlined. It just seems smooth as silk. But you had to go through those evolutionary processes in that growth pattern. I mean, I'll share a message, an event that I went to. This is not too long ago, like five years ago. We were the main trainer for Marriott Corporation for the Pan Regional. We would do all their events for many years, uh, even though they have their own university. That, because that's what happened with corporate America. A lot of them started applying their own universities, so they stopped hiring speakers, outside speakers to come in. So we would do their events. Well, the person that knew me sent me to Ecuador, right? And in Ecuador, they, they paid my fee. It was a big event. Oh, I think it was about seven, five to 7,000 people there. And they've never heard of me. The la- at least the lady that was in charge and never had heard of me. So we get there. Now, at this time, I've already been speaking around the world. You know, I have a great following. Everything's great. But this is why I tell people, do not become a prima donna. Don't let it get to your head because you're going to have a wake-up call. And that's the wake-up call I had, right? So I go there, and next thing you know, we get there and we set up the huge stage, you know, um, we walk the stage, we set up, we look at all these things, get prepared for the day. The next day is when the event starts. When the event starts, they have this thing right um, next to the stage with like 20 rooms for, and those are all the green rooms. Every green room had a name. So I walk around and I walk around and I walk around and I don't see my name. And I'm like, you're kidding me. You know, and some of these people that had their name in the green room were like one-time hit wonders, right? Like they had done one event and they're not really known and whatever. And I'm like, I'm Bert Oliva. Yeah. And they yeah. didn't give me a green room. And I'm with my wife at that day. We actually went because we do what's called paidcation. You get paid. And once you're there, you might as well vacation. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. So, so we're there and uh, I looked at my wife and I'm like, are you kidding me? And she's like, um, no, maybe they made a mistake. So we asked the event coordinator, like, oh, no, we ran out of rooms. But look, you know, you can sit right here next to the buffet. And, you know, when your time comes, you can speak. And I was like, so part of me, I'm upset, peeved to say the least. And then part of me says, you know what? I don't have to do this. I can get a flight right back home and I'm, I'm done with this. And I said, you know what? No, man, you know, act as if. Yeah. Act as if you're starting yeah. all over again. Go ahead and, and, you know, so these guys went on stage and they did their thing, whatever. 
when I got on that stage, brother, I have it recorded and everything. I've rocked that stage. You know, people for miles were hearing the, the, the stadium, just people, you know, doing the make it happen, celebrating, victory dance, the whole thing. And since then, they call me every year. They give me a green room. <laughs> they give me all their corporate gigs. But that's what, what happens. A lot of people, they do one event, it gets to their head, and then they never deliver the same way. That humble way of delivering, that connection they have with the audience. That's what I tell people, don't forget. Where, you know, wherever you came from, don't forget where you came from because in a moment's time, you can end up there. And that's usually what happens to a lot of people. You know, everyone has, um, Andy Warhol said it best, everyone wants their 15 minutes of fame. Yeah. You know, so they go after that one fifty minutes of fame. But think about these great actors, you know, like Al Pacino, Robert De Niro. You know, they, they've had their ups and downs. We're going to have our ups and downs. So just because you're a celebrity today doesn't mean you're going to be a celebrity tomorrow. You have to keep working at it. Will Smith, you know, one of the top paying actors in the world, you know, died out for a little bit. Yeah. Now he's back with his YouTube channel and Facebook and everything. You know, do you think he really needs to do that? No, but he enjoys it. But you, you have ups and downs. So, you know, just because you're building your career as a speaker or a podcaster and you start getting some great people to you know, show up in your show and you get to interview some of the you know, rich and famous or the headliners and then it dries out a little bit. That's OK. It's not time for you to give up. It's time for you to pivot a little bit and figure out what you can do to keep you know, relevant in, in today's world. You know, like some of the podcasters we were talking about. Yeah, exactly. And it's hard to recognize that, man, because the ego gets in the way. The ego gets in the way so often. I remember I used to be the head instructor at a particular karate school back in the day when I was kicking and punching. And, man, I became super arrogant, and I was super not a very nice guy. I literally got booed out of a gymnasium because I was fighting in the gym. And uh, we was in Oklahoma. And in Oklahoma, you can draw blood and not get disqualified, right? This was just a karate tournament, not a kickboxing match. So you draw a little bit. I mean, you couldn't get crazy back then. And in my arrogance, this one guy hit me with a technique that all my friends were like, oh, 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 and they were dogging me out because I got hit. I shouldn't have got hit, right? So I said, okay, I changed gears, and I, we bowed and went at it again. Boom. Hit him in the face, broke his nose, right? I'm thinking it's over. No. The dude's tougher than I gave him credit for. Stood back up, stuck Kleenex in his nose to stop the bleeding, came back to the line. We went at it again. Comes at me, sidestep, blam, right back in the nose. This time he's done, right, because it's over. The whole gym starts booing because I went back at him, and we shouldn't have even been fighting that way. But my arrogance overcame the moment, and I couldn't be showed up. I couldn't let, let him show me out. And it led to me getting kicked out of the karate school. The owner of the school said, look, bro, you didn't represent us right, so here's the scene. Because I'm going to need the key to the school, and either you can leave it on the back mat, or you can meet me at 6, and I'll take it from you. Needless to say, I left it under the back mat, but <laughs> it's that ego, man, that gets in the way so many times. And that's not the only time that that's happened in my life. I've always, I've had that problem. And I know so many business owners have it as well. You get just that taste of success and you end up imploding. So when you implode, what are some of the things that you need to do in order to kind of refocus and make that comeback? I mean, one of the things I tell people all the time is, you're building your life with what I call life recipes. There's yeah. certain things that you do that work for you. When you get to a certain level of success, you need to go back and say, you know what? Like right now, there's certain things that I did to build my brand. There's certain things that I did to make sure that I got, you know, called to speak all over the world. There's certain things that I did 
So then this whole new, and I don't really want to say the word because I don't want this podcast to be held back, but you know, this, this little, little thing that's going around that kind of shut down the world for a little bit. <laughs> when that happened, we had to shift everything. Yeah. And then what happens, most people were like, okay, what do I got to do? I got to start all over again. No, 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 no. Take a step back. You still got a network. The only thing is you're doing it virtually. Yeah. You still got to go on yeah. stages, but you're doing it virtually. Go back and look back at your recipes. What got you to that one level? What got you to that next level? Because you did it once, you can do it again. Yeah. You might have to adjust it a little bit because things have changed. But what most people like to do is reinvent themselves all the time. They don't give it enough time for it to build traction. You have to build traction. Look, man, I truly believe everyone has greatness inside of them. The only problem is that they give out way too soon, too soon. And, and then also that they work too hard because some of them don't want to give up. And then I said this before, they keep doing it thinking, you know, eventually it's going to happen. No, Albert Einstein said it best. You know, the, one, the form of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. Right. So you have right. to really take a step back every so often and say, okay, has this worked yet? Okay, then let me save this so when something's going on, I can go back to this recipe. Because we have recipes in our lives. There's certain things that we do. Like right now, when you start your podcast, you have a system. Yeah. If for whatever reason the system doesn't work, you have a plan B. Because I'm sure that it's failed on you before. Technology loves to fail. So <laughs> what do you do? You have plan B and maybe even a plan C. So what happens is that most people get so comfortable with that plan A that when something happens, they forget the plan B, plan C and they fall apart. And then that's usually when they fail. So just, you know, make sure you write down all your successes and failures, have a journal. People don't journal their life anymore. You know, when you're journaling certain things or certain emotions you're going through in life, you'll be able to go back and reflect and say, you know what? I felt like this maybe five years ago. Yeah. And this is what I did to get out of it. You are your best coach. The only thing is you're not documenting your life. You know, we only document our life with the little selfie, the, 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 let me show my new bicep, you know, no, the, you, you have to document even your, your failures to go back and know what it is that you did to get out of those things. You know, I'd give anything to have journaled all those years, you know, I'm turning 50 this year and 50 years, there's a whole lot of experience in there. But there's some of it that I've even But forgotten. listen to what you're saying. I regret that I didn't do it. Yeah. So my question is, did you start doing it now? Bert, this is, this is my show, Bert. You can't put me on the spot on my own show. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's what I'm saying. It's not you. We all do that. I, know, I do that too. I know. I still look at it like it's that. too late. You know, I go, ah, it's too late to start now. Why not? Because by the time you're 75, you have 25 years of journaling. Yeah, true. Right? Yeah. Why not? 20, well, you know, I'm too old right now to do a podcast. What do you mean? That's 75. 75 is a new 50, man. Remember us growing up? Because I'm, I'm 53. Yeah. Us growing up, when we would see a 50-year-old, we we're like, damn, they're old. They're old, yeah. <laughs> now, because of, you know, things have changed. We have vitamins. We have gyms. We have all these other things. We eat healthier. Things shift. So now you see a 50-year-old, you're like, man, you know, they're not that old. You know, 70, maybe 80. By the time we get 80, maybe 100. I remember growing up when the first person made 100 years of age, it was huge. Now it's like they're 120. Yeah. <laughs> People, you know, this person lasts till they're 125, you know, and, and that's what I'm saying. So at the end of the day, why not start now? True. You know, why True. not start now? It's never too late. It's only late when you give up. And most people give up, you know, man, you know, it's success is for everyone. Success doesn't choose 
the Latino guy, the Anglo white guy, the woman, the male success is there, but you have to go after it. People sit there and they're like, pick me, pick me. Life is not going to pick you. Right. You have to go ahead and take action. And that's what, that's why when you see someone like yourself, that's blowing up and they're like, but Larry, you started doing podcasts recently. Why are you so, because you, you, you are applying the same thing that you did for corporate America into your own corporation and you're kind of adjusting it as you go. And then it's happening fast. It's not fast. What about those seven, 10, 15, 20 years in corporate America? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's what you're playing. Those are years of experiences. Yeah, and def- and the podcast hasn't hasn't happened fast either. I mean, I've been doing this seven years. You see, and I'm really just now starting to scratch the surface. Things are really just now starting to open up, and it's interesting that you brought the the you know COVID up because that actually allowed me to make the strides that I'm making. I don't know that I would have left corporate America last year had COVID not happened, because it opened up stages, it opened up opportunities for me to speak at events that I wouldn't have had the opportunity to speak at otherwise. So we had that opportunity where everything went virtual and I was able to do that, as you mentioned, pivot and adapt and take a different approach. And look what it did. I mean, it, it opened up so many doors and gave so many opportunities. Now, I want you to realize this, and it's not just for you, but for your listeners too, or your viewers. Yeah, yeah. Don't wait for something like COVID to happen to create the push. Yeah. Push yourself. Make yourself uncomfortable. Enjoy your comfort zone for a moment. Because you'll get to a certain level where you have a comfort zone, like where I'm at right now. So what have I done? I'll make myself, I'll push myself for that next level of comfort zone. So your goal is to always be growing, always be expanding, always looking for a different group, different comfort zone. you got to keep evolving. Yeah. If not, you become obsolete and you die. And most people have a slow death by the time they realize 80 years old, 90 years old, shoulda, woulda, coulda. I don't want to live with regrets. No, a hundred percent. And that's why we do these things. That's why, that's why I went to the speaker's boot camp because I don't want to, I don't want to miss any potential opportunity there to evolve and grow and expand and expand my company, expand my brand, expand my reach and do everything that I can do to live the best life that I possibly can. And in meeting you there, you know, we were talking about masterminds. Uh, you do have a mastermind, which is very beneficial. Uh, you have the power partners, and, you know, I'll be, I'll be honest, I was a little skeptical. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I was a little skeptical at first, but I, I love what you're doing there. And I love the messages. Tell us more about the Power Partners and how it has helped so many others grow and achieve their goals. Yeah, um, we, we actually, I'll, I'll tell you about Power Partners. We've been doing Power Partners, by the way, here it is. Yeah, you know, this should be your yeah. thumbnail. I'm, I'm just kidding. For one of the <laughs> sound bites. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm just having fun, man. But no, look, it's um, cool. Yeah. We, we started Power Partners. Um, I believe my wife said it was like 17 years ago. Okay. We started, yeah, we started with Mastermind. It was called Mastermind Circle with Bert Oliva. And then everybody went out and read the book, Think and Grow Rich, and they all started doing masterminds. So we said, you know what? Let's go ahead and create the A form because A was the first letter in the A for, you know, being the first letter of the alphabet. And also in the yellow pages, when you would go ahead and advertise, it was the first letter. So so this is how long we've been doing this. So 17 years ago. So A form, Mm, that's going to be good. So we did it then. Then we went and and that didn't work out. And I did, but we kind of let it out. We started traveling the world, doing other events. Then we came back and did the H code which is for humanology wheel. 
the humanology, the scientific study of human behavior. Okay. And that was a little too like Scientology type thing. So people were like, Ooh, you know, so we pulled away from it, but we've been doing it for over 17 years. Wow. So then wow. we decided that the Corona comes around and I'm saying it because you said it first. So, it's okay. You know, it's all right. You'll get it out, monetized. Man. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> so um, uh, when that comes around, um, I said, Hey, you know what? It's time to bring it back. But it's, it's not the H code. It's not the A form. It's power partners. A, look, a group of like-minded individuals that support, collaborate, and promote each other who are willing to share, give, and receive encouragement to grow together mentally, financially, and spiritually. That's what Power Partner is all about. And we started, and if you go back, all this stuff is online, by the way, because I've documented my life online. I, have, I had one of the first reality shows called Welcome to the Family. You can go to YouTube and look it up. Not that I want you to see those clips, but they're up there, you know. <laughs> I'm totally doing it. I'm bringing it to, I'm bringing it to the Power Partners on Monday. Up, I'm bringing it to the Power Partners. It was my children, myself, and my team. We would go out there and film everything, and we had high-end production. It was just crazy. So um, when we did it, we did Zoom calls. We did uh, WebEx. We did all these things with the Power Partners. And then we decided to do it now this way. And because it got to the point that there were live settings, you actually go to different cities or state like this, like South Florida, we had different locations that people would show up every Wednesday and do a live setting or you know, a live event with us with the power partners, but it wasn't called power partners back then. And it was about helping each other really, really help each other. People that are succeeding and then the ones that weren't succeeding, the ones that were already done really well within the group would go and help the other people up. But we, we, you can't reach down to help someone up unless you build your foundation. So with Power Partners, that's what we really work on. You know, you're part of Power Partners, and, and I've promoted the heck out of you that, yeah. you know, do podcasts yeah. and so forth. And then what happens is I'm not going to be promoting someone that's thinking about getting into podcasts. They can still be a Power Partner, but at the end of the day, I want them to learn from you then. And that's what it is. It's not about competing. It's growing with each other. So Power Partner is really Pretty much is it's a mastermind group, a toastmaster group, because you can practice your talks in there and get constructive criticism and real feedback from people that have been doing it for over 27 years. And a BNI, when you're able to promote each other's businesses and, and if you're gonna go out of your way to get an accountant or or a podcast, you know, person to teach me, I'd rather someone be be a power partner and go with them sure. than to go outside a power partner because everyone takes care of each other. So it's growing really well and we're having a lot of fun. And now we're starting to advertising. Now we're doing all the marketing for it, but we, it's really, it really grown word of mouth is really what we've been doing. So it's fun. And thank you for bringing it up, brother. Yeah, man, most definitely. I mean, if it's something I believe in, I definitely want to share it with all my listeners as well. And I do believe in it. I, I, and it's nothing to believe in other than camaraderie and teamwork and building and growing together. So yeah, the lessons are, the lessons are, are second, I mean, second level lessons. Yeah. We're not coming in there. You know, dot your I's and cross your T's. We're like, no, this is what's going on. This is what the information they Instagram just sent me this week. Let me share it with you guys. Oh, by the way, this is important. You know, do this. And if you don't agree, let's go ahead and talk. And everybody has a voice. So a lot of times bring in your information. Teach us what you've done because we all want to learn. We're here to grow together, you know? So it's really cool. That's awesome, man. So tell me, what is what do you what do you see the next year? What does 2022 look like for Bert Oliva? I'm trying to get back on the road, you know, but with everything that's going on, you know, Omnicon, this con, that con, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like even probably the event you went to, how many people showed up at your event? There was about 500 that were there. So I, w I was really impressed with the turnout. 
Yeah, which is not bad, but yeah. I'm sure that's an event that can bring in over 500. You know, they, they could probably bring in a couple thousand people. But, oh, yeah. You know, yeah. We're, yeah, we're struggling right now. So um, I would like to go back on the road. But, you know, really what I want to do, I want to at least do one tour this year with the children, you know, with our nonprofit. Yeah. And go out there and speak to the children. Um, that's really where our goal is. And most and, and keep building the our production company because my sons are running it now. So I want to really, you know, give them another boost of, of promotions and stuff and get them out there. And that's it, man. But really I, I'm enjoying life, man. I'm, I'm at, at my age, I'm really enjoying life. And, and I just want to, I want people to be able to do the same. I want people to live this lifestyle that I've created or even better, better than mine. I want, I want you guys to surpass me. So then I have something to go after. Right. But I, I believe that life is way too short and we're not living the life that we deserve and, and that we want because we're not taking action. Yeah. And a lot of times some of us are taking action, but they're not taking the correct action because they're being misinformed. It's a lot of misinformation out there, whether it's social media, whether it's your significant other or the person next door, you know, there, the information is, is so much information coming our way every day. That is scary. It, it used to be really cool. It is cool, but unless you filter it and pay attention to the details and then do your due diligence, it can take you in a whole way different direction. And you know, that's what Larry was talking about. And you'll become a wantrepreneur instead of an entrepreneur, just helping as many people as we can. That's really my goal. You know, my goal is to change the lives of 100 million people in a positive way. Wow. And that number came as one third of the United States of America um, when I did that goal. And, uh, you know, we have over 300 million. So I figured I can do one third of the country. And I think I'll be able to do that by the time I'm done because I'm traveling the world and doing it in two languages. So. That's my main goal. That's, that's a significant reach. The, the, the dual language is so beneficial. You know, you'd think that living in Texas most of my life, I will just say all my life, because I, I went out to California for a couple of years in my single digits, so I don't even know that that counts. But you would think that I would be bilingual. My children are bilingual. They both speak Spanish. Actually, my son is trilingual. He speaks Spanish, English, and of all things, Russian. He is fluent in <laughs> Russian. I think he's a spy. I think, I, think, I think he's a spy. He graduated from A&M with a degree in linguistics with an emphasis on Russian. And he went to live in Russia for a year or so, and he speaks fluent Russian. I'm like, hey, comrade, let's just back it up a little bit, bro. Let's just uh, let's speak English while you're at the house, okay? <laughs> so, But anyways, man, no, it's great. Tell me more about your, your nonprofit. You mentioned that if you're going to go on tour this year, you mentioned briefly the nonprofit. Tell me about that. A couple of years back. Well, a few years back, um, we, my wife always says, when you get to a certain level of success, it's our obligation to give back. Yeah. So our thing was, you know, we gave back to nonprofit organizations and so forth. But I was like, honey, you know, I love helping children. And she goes, I love them too. So we opened a nonprofit called Motivational Missions, right? It was actually Motivational Missionaries and .org. And now it's MotivationalMissions.org. And the reason we had to change the name, I'll tell you, I mean, I, I, I'm an open book. So we opened up the corporation. We went out there. We started speaking to children. In Belize alone, we spoke to over 50,000 children Wow, uh, up to date. And we've spoken in Trinidad, Jamaica, Haiti, uh, Bermuda. We've been all over the world. And then we wanted to do it, obviously, to the United States of America. But there's so much red tape. And one of them was that being a missionary group, they didn't want to bring religion into the schools. Mm. So we had to change the name from missionaries to mission. It has nothing to do with religion. Right. It's right. only just the name that we came up with, right? And what we do is we go out there and speak children. We speak to the children, letting them know that it's not about the life they were dealt, that they are able to do whatever they want and make a difference, not only in their country, but for the world. 
and we we talk about human trafficking, but some of the things we talk about leadership skills, we talk about human trafficking, but not what everybody else is doing. We talk about prevention of human trafficking, giving them the red flags of how to prevent it before it even happens. They're being educated. Uh, there's a bunch of organizations out there talking about, you know, the, the, the victims. We're not about the victims. We're trying to prevent victims. And um, we love that. And that's, that's really, there's nothing, I mean, I've been on major stages all over the world, over 10,000 people in, in an audience, and that feels great. I'm not going to lie. Sure. But nothing feels better than to be in, in a group of children that want to learn and, and change their life like I did. And they're open to anything and all the possibilities, all the information you're giving them. And then the love they give you back in return is just amazing. You know, so that's what motivational missions does. And we've been doing it now the first five years. I believe we funded the whole project just straight out. You know, people like, oh, you know, it costs us a lot of money because we had to when we would do these events or when we do these events, we said would because of this whole thing. But when we do the events, we have to bring in food, water. Because most of these kids, this will be the only meal they will have that day. Wow. Because they're third wow. world countries. So we have to cover all those costs and expenses. Then I have to take security with me. We have to go ahead and, you know, get vehicles, which is not Humvees and everything, is whatever that country has. You know, some crazy. Sometimes we've driven with three tires instead of four. It's just, I'm, I'm exaggerating, but it's pretty bad. It's not what people think. It's not like a beautiful tour bus. And that, we're talking about third world countries. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, we, we, we funded the whole project for like five, six years. And then out of nowhere, donors started coming in. We started getting sponsored and then everything started happening. So obviously it was meant to be. Yeah. We didn't do it because we wanted to make money off of it. We did it to really help the children. And the company is now really... It's, it's maintaining itself. And every time we do a tour, everything is paid for, you know, and the kids benefit a lot, the children, you know, which is really important. It's really what we did it for. That's awesome, man. That is, that's an amazing, it's something that needs to happen. And I love the fact that you're trying to head off trafficking at, at the past before it even happens. And I, I, lo I love that because I mean, well, let me tell you, it's dangerous because I in some is. of these countries, some of these countries, the government has their hand into the trafficking. Yeah. And we, are red flagging certain things they come after you man so it's not what people think that's why i have to go with security sometimes and and at the end of the day it's not what people think you're you're, you're it may not be the government per se but someone on the higher ups you're, you're messing with their money and they may they, they come after you man we had instances in different countries i don't want to bring up the countries because i don't want yeah i don't want anybody knocking down my door so let's just uh, let's just leave that anonymous <laughs> <laughs> but, but, it, but it, it has happened and it's crazy. It's a scary thing, you know? So, but it's not just about trafficking. We talk about, you know, letting these kids know, man, you know, do anything is possible. The same thing my mom told me, Yeah. you know, and, yeah. and it doesn't matter. I mean, we grew up really poor, you know, Larry, we were really, really poor. You know, we lived in, in an apartment in South Florida years ago. I mean, when we first got here from, from Cuba, uh, I must've been like five years old where there was 12 apartments and only one bathroom. So we all used to share the bathroom in the second floor. And I remember waking up in the morning and my mom telling me to get the shoes and, and make sure you tap them down. So they were, we, we were known to have scorpions yeah. in the shoes. So I had to tap them down to make sure there were no scorpions before I put my shoe on, you know? And it was just, that's the way we were brought up. And my mom working her butt off, um, I, I it remind me of the Jeffersons moving on up because <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. in South Florida, we have like 12th Avenue, 17th Avenue, 27, 37. So every time she would work her way up 
And we ended up like on 87th Avenue. So that was like a, a little nicer by that time, you know. So she started in 12th Avenue and worked her way up to 117th Avenue. And I was like, wow, you know, my old lady did it. And it was cool. So, you know, that's why I tell people, people are not living the life they want or deserve because they don't want to put in the work. It yeah. takes work, man. What you're doing takes work, it takes discipline and sacrifice. You know, we were having this conversation before we went on live. People don't, don't want to sacrifice. They want immediate gratification. Right. They want it yesterday. Right. You know, I just did my podcast. I spent $20,000 on all this equipment and, and I got me a beautiful hat and glasses. And no, that's what they think. You know, I can do it. No, it takes work. Look, you, art classes. I mean, you, you did what? Yeah, I think you said um, comedy classes, speaker classes. You did that. It's not only the Voice money over, that you're improv, investing. You, you name it. You know, every, everything I can do to improve my mic presence or my stage presence or whatever presence it may be, I've done it. I've done, not, not saying I, I, I don't have room for improvement. I still do. I still do it. I mean, I'm still a member of the Power Partners. I know I'm not there. So it's a constant process of evolution, but you have to be able to take that first step. You have to make yourself take that first step and invest in yourself, invest in the time to perfect your skills or at least polish them. I don't know that we'll ever perfect them. But we're constantly in a state of polishing those skills and improving I agree with those that. skills. That, 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 that quote there, you'll never perfect it. The day you think you've learned everything is the day you've lost everything. Yeah. Tony Robbins talks about can I, constant, never ending improvement. You have to put, you have to keep growing, man. If not, you die. Yeah. You have to evolve. You have to expand. You know, your, your podcast is going to be one of the best podcasts in the country or in the world. Okay. Then what? Yeah. You know, expand. You know, get into different, uh, you know, um, diversify, you know, not dilution because the people have this misconception that, oh, you know, I've, I've diversified. I have different companies. They're all broke. All your companies are not working. That's not diversification. That's dilution. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're diluting yourself. You're, 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 you know, you're not, no, you got to make one work. Once that one works, then you apply more or less the same thing to the next one. Now you have two companies. Then you have your third company. Now you're diversified. You know, when everything happens, you make sure that you, and that's how you grow. But man, you know, wealth is there. It, 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 wealth is not racist or prejudice. It's there for everyone if they go after it. People just won't go after it. Well, I think that's why being a member of the Power Partners, we had to have our word of the year. And uh, my word for the year was what? Execute. And that's what I'm trying to do. Trying to execute. See, no, I'm not trying. Stop the trying thing. You're doing it. Oh, see, I got scolded You're doing both it. right here uh, in the podcast. My coach is. Yeah, but you know what gets me? You know what gets me with that? What's that? And I, I got to be careful when I do those sessions like that. Yeah. Because my wife comes out with, uh, this year I'm going to retire. And my word is acceptance, right? That was her. Oh, okay. So she hasn't worked since the year started. She's been to a Buddhist uh, retreat. She's gone to this other retreat. She's gone. She's, she went to Mexico for two weeks. She, I'm like, hey, hey, you know, you're supposed to change your life, but not immediately. You know, so now her thing this year, she's retired. <laughs> she's going to listen to this. You better be careful. So. <laughs> Bert, man, I appreciate everything, man. Thank you so much for your time today. It's been an amazing conversation. And I mean, just spending time with you is, is something that I enjoy doing. So having these conversations are a ton of fun. Hey, can I leave them one quick message? Most definitely. I'm going to ask you for that. If you can just give me a second to do my rap speech. <laughs> Go ahead, Bert. If you would take a minute, give people one last nugget of wisdom. Tell people where they can find you and reach out to you and even make contact. You can find me through LarryRoberts.com. Oh. You just reach out to him. <laughs> reach out to Larry. We're brothers, man. You can reach out to him. But no, realistically, 
Um, in fact, you know what? I'll put it up real quick here. Um, you can just follow me on your preferred social media. Beautiful. Any purpose, you know, share, like the comment, but basically follow me on your preferred social media, whether it's even TikTok. Yes, I'm on TikTok too. So I'm everywhere. But one thing I do want to leave here is I want to leave you guys with a message. You have greatness inside of you. And I know that some of you have heard me say this before. You have it. Tap into it. Don't be afraid. Don't wait for someone to give you permission. Give yourself permission to succeed. What you're looking for is already there, but you got to have to go after it. You know, if there's one message that Larry or myself has said that has moved you, then listen to the podcast again. It, said, it has been said that you need to listen to something at least six times to retain the information. Wow. So wow. go ahead and take it in again. And if you learn or, or, or maybe learn something new or confirm something and you want to share it with someone that's not listening to you, but this is the same thing where you've been saying, share this podcast, share the wealth. You want more wealth into your life. You reap what you sow. And most of the times we keep the information for ourselves instead of sharing it with the world. Look, hopefully if this gets mo the most views of all of Larry's um, podcasts, he might bring me back. You know, I need the work, <laughs> but no, but go out there and do it, man. Go out and make it happen. Don't be afraid of living life. Uh, the quote I live, uh, the quote I live by is live life. Don't let life live you. My name is Bert Oliva, Cuban born, American made. Thank you, Larry, so much for this opportunity um, to be able to speak to your audience and looking forward to doing more things with you, man. Cool deal, man. Thank you so much, Bert. I appreciate it. I'm here, brother. Hey, everybody. If you enjoyed this episode and you're a first-time listener, do me a favor. Reach down there. Hit that subscribe button on your preferred platform. Let me bring you this amazing content every Tuesday morning, 6 a.m. Central Time. We're in Texas. We got to do it the Texas way, baby. So until then, I'll see you Tuesday. You've just listened to You're the Boss with Larry Roberts. Join us for our next episode where we help you achieve your goals and live your absolute best life. Be sure to subscribe, connect, and share. Until next time, remember, you're the boss. <laughs>